Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm just trying to maximize it. So I have this very short window. I, I basically want to get to the end of it and look back and, and know that I've done everything I could. I know I've heard that they let you Liam Lawson deserves a round of applause too for a first ever points finish in Formula One. Here's Johnson. Johnson going himself. Nickel Klukster. Dylan Wittini's Alisniak goes through a touch. Gotta watch the balls pre kick off. Marsh combining with Jones after CUC. You gave them an opportunity. Here's Jones in his place. Jones is inside the 10. Jones scores. New Zealand are level. New Zealand are level. This wonderful halfback, Stacey Jones, has opened Ah, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome into the run home with Beav and Sam again today, all thanks to McDivery and well, you just had to sit back and listen to that and work out she was a pretty good weekend for all concerned and that's not even including, well I don't think I heard a Ryan Fox uh, story in there, I don't think I heard a Wallabies story and I guess we all took great joy out of seeing the Wallabies lose, so what a weekend it was, I guess 
The pinnacle of it was for those Kiwis lucky enough to be at Mount Smart on, no, of course, it's One Media. Uh, One Media? Yes, Go Media. Go Media. Go Media. The Go Media. It'll always be Mount Smart. Uh, of course, Mount Smart on Saturday night where the Warriors got it done and got it done, well, got it done real convincing and one man that was there, well, just happens to be our host today. Sam, how was it, mate? Good afternoon, Beave. It was... It was magical, honestly, mate. It's these are the moments uh, that any time you follow any sport in this country, you, you wait for those moments. The Breakers' incredible run, where they suddenly put the country in their back and won that elusive premiership across the Tasman. You know, there were special moments like that. The All Blacks getting up in, in the circumstances that draw you in as a nation. The Black Ferns, whatever you want to say, this was one of those moments, and it will it'll stand the test of time. That is one of those I was there moments. Now, I completely appreciate uh, while I was there thinking how fortunate I am and how many thousands of others would love to have got tickets to that game or be there. But it's off the back of those who were there. You could see that gratitude and an understanding of what they had to do to be part of that crowd. I had an all-black legend sitting with me who didn't give me permission to tell him the story he told me, so I won't say his name. He said, he's, this is what a sports crowd is supposed to be. This is what crowds in New Zealand are becoming and can be. Anyone who was there who can't have anything but the utmost, uh, utmost respect for what that crowd broadened into that game. But the players on the field, Beef, they stepped up in a, in a massive way. After what's been a little bit of a lacklustre couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, if you really want to throw the stone that far wide on uh, the Warriors producing their best, they stepped up in such a phenomenal fashion. It was unbelievable. Yeah, well, certainly it was just uh, watching it uh, on the couch and uh, at a barbie. But, uh, boy, they uh, they put the Knights to a sword. And, and at one stage, you thought, oh, maybe the Knights had a bit here. But yeah. in the end, in the end, it's, uh, well, I think Big Willie said it best when he said, without Caelan Ponga, the Knights aren't much. And uh, that's that's how it unfolded, obviously. Him and Gambler having a wonderful little to and fro at the moment on they uh, just? Twitter. Yeah, if you um, missed that, if you which... missed that one, Willie Mason versus Tyson Gamble is a mismatch in many, many ways. But it's uh, yes, it's all good. But uh, yeah, absolutely, and uh, it just it just felt it, there were too many guns, too much power coming from the from the Warriors. I mean, I I, th- I thought that the the packs wouldn't stand up as far as the Knights. I, I just didn't see their pack standing up to this Warriors pack, and, and in the end, it was a bit of a bash up, wasn't up front and. Yeah, but some of the tries it was just relentless pressure, and in the end it looked soft. But that was just simply because I guess the Warriors had bashed them into smithereens. That's the perfect explanation, Beef. It was relentless pressure. The Warriors never tried to come out there and smash the Knights. They kept on putting the pressure on them and said, "Go on, then get yourself out of trouble. So let's see what you can do." And they backed themselves. That second half, the Knights barely made it out of their half. The Warriors weren't coming up with these incredible mind-altering plays. They were doing what they needed to do, parking the Knights down deep and saying, "Come on, then let's see it." You mentioned the Knights came back and they closed that gap, and there was definitely a bit of nervous energy in the air when that happened. But the Warriors scored virtually, I think it was the very next set, uh, with Dylan Walker. Now, that replied, it was got, it was no way it was finishing any other way after that. In the first 12 minutes of the game, the way they came out of the blocks as well, Beave, 12, I think it was 13 minutes, the Warriors had 100% completion, and the Knights had 0% completion. Straight yeah, I think a lot of that, you've got to put down the fact that you have to be a certain sort of hardness, certain sort of toughness as a team to be able to go somewhere 
like Mount Smart on a finals night with everything that the home team has got has got to uh, play for and with everything behind them. And when you looked across that Knights team, did you see that sort of toughness that would be able to come over here? I mean, the reality is if you looked across at the other game, maybe the Roosters have a pedigree and a, and a history of maybe they would have stood a chance. But simply, the Knights, they were they just didn't look like they had it in the end. Once that, you talk about that first 10 minutes, you don't come back from that. Although at times they did look like it was sort of possible. Yeah, it, it was possible against a lot of teams. They would have been able to pull a comeback, and, and I think mm. that in that early point of that second half, the Knights would have thought, "We're in this. We can do this. It's happening for us again." But the Warriors were in, a, in the mindset, and obviously, it's at home. It's a big occasion. They know what's on the line. It's not hard to see what that mindset is. But to actually come through and, and push it, the day be- night before, I'd watched the worst storm playoff performance I can recall. I, they were worse than against the Broncos. They were. T- Cam- I've never seen Cameron Munster play worse than that in a, in a big game ever. He got away with the, the kick that scored the winning try in the end to uh, Will Warbrick, but on the. The Roosters were robbed on that, and that's what playoffs are. There's so many occasions where the better team doesn't necessarily get up and win. It's who can hang there the best. And I, uh, the way the Warriors hung in there, the points, the, obviously the margin's massive in the end, but they did nothing to give the Knights a sniff from that moment on. They just The, the points came, but it's because the Knights crumbled under the relentless pressure. It was, it was a phenomenal finals performance. Absolutely, and it gives them another week, and I dare say... <laughs> What an exciting week. Suncorp will be jammed to the rafters there on Saturday night, isn't it? And obviously it's a it's a step up in weight division, without a shadow of a yep. doubt. The, the Broncos are going to be a whole different kettle of fish, but it's, again, an exciting week in the lives of the Warriors. And let's be honest, no one in this country thought they would be down to the Final Four come uh, come this time of the year. No, of course not. Probably only the, probably only the team themselves. So amazing performance, amazing Saturday night, and we'll, and we'll dig into it later on with some of the guests. This morning, well, as I was busy thinking, the greatest thing since sliced bread was finally seeing this World Cup open up. Fiji got oh. the job done against the Wallabies. And to be honest with you, talk about scoreboards. That did Wallabies a huge favour. They weren't within seven. They weren't even on the same planet as the Fijians this morning. It, it was uh, watching Fiji play like that, Beav, as well. What do you think of that? They, they weren't trying to uh, out-razzle-dazzle. They came to play <laughs> no. rugby with a game plan. Yeah, and and I mean, there was massive there was massive worries that all this sort of love towards the Fijians was going to be undone by the fact they lost their their first five who could steady the ship, uh, and 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 play a very un-Fijian sort of style structure football, but geez, they got value out of uh, two sober, my word, at twelve, Rodrigo just out at thirteen, but their forwards they were just relentless. The amount of turnovers and turnovers penalties that uh, they got from the Australians. It was just such a reversal, the discipline that they played with. And even when it started to look a little bit shaky, when it should never have looked shaky in that second half, they still had the composure to get the job done. And it was the Wallabies who, jeepers. That Fijian try, try, that could not have made any international side, and we're talking like I know they're not, I know we like to take shots at them, but they're still a top-tier international side, look absolutely amateur. (laughs) <laughs> well, it, it did. And and to be fair, some of those selections have come back to haunt Eddie. Uh, there was a few boys out there in that second half who I think you can just tell by the eyes, um, geez, I'm not quite ready for this. And unfortunately, it got exposed. And 
I mean, Eddie's done an idiot at a press conference and saying, blame me, it's all my fault. Um, but the reality is the, the the boys out there just weren't up to it. And, and it's not a matter of just not being up to it. It's about handling the heat that's going to come on in, in these situations. So now the Wallabies, the way it's unfolded, uh, they're behind the eight ball with their loss because they got one point where the Fijians got two. They have to beat Wales, and I think there has to be some maths and calculators get out to work out how it goes from there because they are in a very dangerous position now of missing the eight altogether, or yeah. missing the quarters. Amazing. Andy's uh, text have already said the look on Eddie's face after the game is the same look I have after my wife asked me where I'm taking her for dinner on her birthday. Shock and <laughs> bewilderment. <laughs> there, was a, there was a certain look in there for all the bra- bravado this year where, don't worry, it's going to come right, it's going to come right. That wasn't there in the look of his eyes. It was like, oh no, uh, it's come home to roost, which I guess many people thought was possible. Hey, Beef, the well, other thing that game did was it brought Argentina back into the tournament because now, you know, um, as well, not Argentina, sorry, um, the other the other team in the group who escapes, Georgia. It brings Georgia back in the tournament because I think Georgia's fully capable of beating some of these other sides. So um, I thought that was quite interesting. And also, did, are you aware how close you got to pulling Beef's best off this weekend? Uh, well, obviously I missed two bets, but, but uh, they, they were, must have only been by about a point each. So, two points uh, each. yeah, England's extra two points cost that game, and I think Melbourne won by five instead of four. So, uh, mm. yeah. <laughs> well, well if, if Cameron Munster hadn't delivered a, a most un-Cameron Munster performance, then we would have got there comfortably. But, uh, yes, it was a heartbreak. The odds, I mean, ridiculous that the two outsiders are now... Beaver's best were the ones that came in, the ones that gave us all the value in Fiji and the try scorers in the big. Uh, it's been that long ago. Who did they play again? You, Namibia. It was Namibia, wasn't it? The All Blacks. Way <laughs> back Blacks, at way back at six a.m. on Saturday morning. morning. <laughs> gee, gee, but it feels like about three weeks ago. Doesn't and now, it? now Beaver, they don't play for another what 10, 12 days. Saturday yeah. week. Saturday week. So. But R and R for the lads. I do believe they're heading over to Bordeaux, which is uh, red wine country. So, not sure how much <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, red wine they're allowed to have, or on what days they're allowed to consume. But uh, yeah, obviously, they'll be a lot happier with where they sit in the world.